This is the Rich Eisen Show. The best part about the NFL is competition. Mahomes back, throws, it is picked off by the Lions. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Lions will take over on downs, no flags. It's unusual for us to drop that many passes. The Rich Eisen Show. Earlier on the show, Bill's quarterback, Josh Allen. Still to come, Prime Video TNF analyst, Richard Sherman. Falcons head coach, Arthur Smith. Three-time Super Bowl champion, Julian Edelman. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Hour number two of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. A spirited conversation about what the Chiefs' loss meant for Kansas City's fortunes in 2023. And if you have anything to chime in about, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. I say, you know, it's just one. It was disappointing. Obviously, they didn't have two of their three best players last night. They did have Mahomes almost got through the night with all of that as a circumstance. But I do tip the cap to the Lions. I say it tells us more about the Lions than it does about the Kansas City Chiefs. What say you, my guys here in studio? Uh, essentially told me I don't know what I'm talking about, which I don't appreciate. Uh, I'm going to be very honest with you. Julian Edelman is joining us in studio in hour number three. Chris, are you going to do the Patriot win-loss game with Julian Edelman here? Chris, will we do that? Yeah, 100%. Mac to the future, guys. Mac to the future shirt is here. Oh, my goodness gracious. I'm feeling quick. Is that right? Mac to the future. Quickly roll through that. How did that work out last last, uh, last year? Back to the future. Go Mac. Well, look, I have many theories about last year. Like, I, I don't know if you want me to share them at the moment. No, I know you 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 have. But um, put them out there. It's a new year. You it's going to be lit. It's a new year. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be I don't love the lit. report I saw about an hour ago that Ramondre Stevenson did not practice today. It's all right. That's why you got Zeke. Hey. Don't love that. But I like having Zeke there. Yeah. We're going to eat. Uh, well, I'm sure we'll we'll learn more about Ramondre Stevens' injury before the game. <laughs> I'm sure we'll, yes. I'm sure there'll be inf- information flooding the zone on that front. Zone? <laughs> yep. Yep. yep, yep, very forthright. Oh, you think? Ah, right, here we go. He's still expected to play Sunday nah, despite his absence you're good. today. Great. I don't know if you guys. Know I mean, this. somebody's talking there. Oh, that's true, Chris. All right, so we've got Arthur Smith of the Atlanta Falcons before the Atlanta Falcons take on the Carolina Panthers on Sunday, which, by the way, will, in fact, be one year to the day, one-year anniversary. It will be one year ago Sunday that Bryce Young and Alabama took on Bijan Robinson and Texas. Oh. Yes. And now they're going to be on a – an NFL field playing their first game against each other as well. That's kind of cool. One day after the current version of Texas versus Alabama. It smells like a what's more like All right. That's hour number three. Well done. Uh, But joining us right now is a future Hall of Famer sitting on the set of Prime Video Thursday Night Football, Super Bowl champion, five-time Pro Bowler, Richard Sherman, back here on the Rich Eisen Show. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. How are you, Rich? I'm doing better for seeing you on my screen. How are you enjoying the paparazzi, Richard? How are you enjoying that life? Uh, uh, you know, it's been it's been fun so far. So far, so good. You know, you get to talk sports and you're on TV doing it. You know, you can't beat that gig, as you know. All right, so jump right into it. What you what's your take from uh, Thursday night's kickoff, Richard? Um, they'd be a better team if they paid Chris Jones what he's asking for. Uh, they're a better team with Travis Kelsey on the on the 
on the field. I mean, I've, that's about it. <laughs> that's about it that you learn from from Kansas City side of it. Um, they're not a complete team right now uh, without those guys. Obviously, they're two all pro, two of the best in the National Football League. But Detroit, you know, they, it says more about Detroit and, and how prepared they were and how ready they were to go into Arrowhead and get this win because even without uh, Travis Kelsey and Chris Jones, they're still a formidable team. They're still the defending champions. So, uh, Patrick Mahomes was giving them, I mean, all the way to that fourth and 25 where the ball hits off Sky Moore's hands. I mean, they still had a chance. He catches that ball there in field goal range. It's a dog fight. So, uh, I think it says that Detroit is ready for their moment. I had them winning the, the North and I still have them winning the North. And I'm excited to see how this season goes for them, especially once they get Jamison Williams back. Walk me through the jolt on a sideline that happens when the coach decides to go uh, fake punt on the second drive of the of the season from his own 17. Richard, what'd you make of that? I mean, it, I mean, I've never been on a team where coaches done that. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good point. But what do you think? How do you think it meant? What do you think it meant uh, that night, last night? I think it means cojones. I think it's going it, to it, get – it injects a lot of adrenaline into your team and belief and faith and, you know, that that you believe in them. And that, that was showing. You know, Dan Campbell believed in his guys. They had been practicing it all week, so I'm sure the team wasn't surprised that they were running it. But it just shows that, hey, we're willing to do whatever it takes today. We're willing to go all out to win this ball game. And I think that gives a lot of confidence to the team. And, I mean, just like Dion's Colorado Buffaloes, you know, you inject that kind of confidence and belief in them, unwavering belief that we can get this done. And those young men are hard to deal with. Richard Sherman here on the Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk about a couple of former shops uh, of yours. Bobby Wagner's back in Seattle. Did that surprise you that he went back there, Richard? No, 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 no. He's a good friend of mine. We we talked and communicated all last season. Uh, I was happy to see him back. I mean, he's happy to be back. Uh, he he switched lockers and got a, got more space in his locker. So, mm-hmm. you know, he's excited about that. But uh, yeah, I expected him to be back. You know, he should have never left in the first place. Unfortunately, you know, things transpired the way they did, but uh, he's, you know, Made his way back home, made his way back to where he should be. He's going to have another great season. That team is poised to have a really good season. Geno, um, JSN, Smith and Jigba, he looks really good out there. Obviously, DK and Tyler, Geno. Geno had a Pro Bowl year last year. He's looking like he's going to have another Pro Bowl year. They have two two really good tackles. I mean, a really good corner. I mean, they got all the foundational pieces for a really good team. So I look forward to seeing them play well. Would you say the Niners are standing in their way or they are now officially toe to toe with San Francisco? Richard, what do you think? I mean, the Niners are, I mean, Nicholas John Bosa, reigning defensive player of the year, an all pro at all three levels of the defense, uh, multiple all pros on offense and, and Debo Samuel and, and Trent, Trent Williams. Um, you know, I, hey, Christian McCaffrey, what are we talking about? <laughs> you know what I mean? You're, you're talking about it. I can't, I can't give it to him yet. It's a divisional game, though. It's a divisional opponent. So I would expect those games to be freaking just like they were when I was playing. They're going to be freaking drag out brawls um, all the way down to the fourth quarter. I don't expect there to be a blowout. I expect I, I'm excited for those two games. Those are going to define the NFC West. But I still think San Francisco has a sli- slight advantage just because of, I mean, what they've done over the last three, four years. Richard Sherman from Prime Video. You could see the Richard Sherman podcast sign beyond his left shoulder right here on the Zoom appearance on the Rich Eisen Show. What did you make, Richard Sherman, of the story, the quote about Sean Payton telling Russell Wilson to stop 
effing kissing babies, you're not running for office. What did you make of Sean Payton apparently telling that to Russell Wilson, Richard Sherman? I, I You know, like I said before, uh, oh, I, I think it's Sean Payton doing his best to kind of let the team know that I'm running the show. You know, everybody is here, you know, and Russell's going to fall in line with everybody else. I'm not treating him bigger than anybody else. I'm not treating him below anybody else. Um, but I just, I, you know, I don't know if that's the right method. That's Sean's method. You know, that's the old school Bill's Parcells. Hey, my way or the highway method, which is fine. But, you know, Russell, his whole career has been coached by Pete Carroll and Nathaniel Hackett for one year. And he's only known Pete's culture, Pete's optimism, optimism, optimism. Hey, positivity, positivity. Hey, even when you make a mistake, we'll find a silver lining. We'll keep pushing forward. And it's been such a a good environment. You've seen him thrive in it. And, you know, this is just a different way of coaching, different style of coaching. So I'm interested to see how he responds because, I mean, he's just never been coached like that on the national, on the professional level. Do you think he needed to hear that, Richard? (laughs) I mean, he didn't need to hear it, you know, three, four years ago, and I don't know if he needs to hear it now, but he heard it, and I'm sure he's going to go out there and put his best foot forward. I think it's it's one of those situations where he's in a tough spot, period. If 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 they had all their, you know, if they had Tim Patrick and they knew Jerry Judy was going to be out there and, and the offensive line was top five in the league, then, you know, you'd, you'd have a situation where you'd be like, okay, it's going to, what can Russell Wilson do? But you're in a situation where the offensive line has a lot of question marks, Jerry Judy's availability is questionable. Tim Patrick is out for the season. You know, Javante Williams is is a great player, but coming off an injury, the defense is has been elite and was elite last year, but will they play at that same level again? So it's just so many questions. And then you're in a tough division with Pat Mahomes, um, Justin Herbert, the Chargers, and Jimmy Garoppolo and Josh McDaniel. That combination may be a little different than what you've seen the Raiders be in the past. So we're going to see. Richard Sherman, a couple more minutes left with him right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Prime video, Thursday Night Football, one week from last night. Philadelphia is hosting Minnesota. Are the Eagles your choice to come out of the NFC to go to the Super Bowl, Richard? 7 p.m. Eastern, Rich. you got to catch that game. Oh, um, yeah, oh, I, nice. I, I, I think the Eagles come out of the East. I, I think that D-line, you know, even though they lost Javon Hargrave, um, they picked up Jalen Carter and Nolan Smith. Uh, I mean, you, you talk about an abundance of riches. The rich mm-hmm. get richer. I mean, it's silly uh, when you look at that defensive line and that defense in general, you, both corners. you got an all-pro and a pro bowler. Uh, losing C.J. Gardner-Johnson was 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 a hit, but I think they'll be able to, to weather that. Um, then offensively, you talk about all day, always open A.J. Brown. Mm-hmm. I mean, Devontae Smith is going to continue to develop – Jalen Hurts in his third year is going to be even better. Uh, You saw DeAndre Swift in the preseason and just some of the moves and and how well he fits in that offense. And then you got Lane Johnson and the boys, uh, one of the best offensive line, if not the best offensive line in football. So I got them winning the East, but I look forward to the matchup between Darius Slay, uh, Bradbury, and Justin Jefferson uh, and Addison. And Addison, I think this is going to be a fun receiver-corner matchup regardless of which side you're on. And then a bunch of teams that we've discussed already are are next on the Prime Video Thursday night schedule. Uh, San Francisco hosting the Giants. Green Bay hosting the Lions. That's going to be a huge game uh, based on what we saw last night, especially the Chiefs in Week 6 are going to be uh, hosting Denver and the aforementioned uh, Russell Wilson. 
you got that prime video um, game on uh, uh, the day after Thanksgiving as well. Who are your Super Bowl um, combatants? Who do you think is going to be in Vegas and winning it all, Richard? Give it to me. Uh, I, I I said it the other day, and I still stand on it. Um, I think it's going to be the Niners and the Kansas City Chiefs, a rematch of the 2019 Super Bowl that I played in. Uh, but I think the Niners are going to find a way. Kyle's going to find a way this time um, to get it done. And I'm excited to see that. I think Aaron and the, those guys have a great chance at it. Obviously, the Buffalo Bills, Cincinnati Bengals have a great shot at it. Uh, on, on the NFC side, I think it's the Niners, Eagles, Dallas, maybe, you know, but they've been, you know, in the playoffs, things have always gotten rocky for them right around the divisional. You know, it's always something chaotic. Happening. So uh, that that's what I got going out. I think it's the Niners winning the Super Bowl this year. And, you know, that quest for six ends this year, finally. Richard, I appreciate the time greatly. Um, I, I know you're spending a lot of time in Los Angeles now, for sure. Uh, I'd love to have you in studio. Uh, great seeing you on TV, streaming, cable, the whole business, your pod. Congratulations on uh, what you're building for yourself post-career. Thanks for the time here. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. I look forward to it. We'll, we'll stay in contact and maybe get grab lunch or something. I love it. I'll reach out to you. I got you. Richard Sherman right here awesome. on the Rich Eisen Show. Check him out with the rest of the crew. Uh, Prime video for Thursday Night Football, his podcast. Obviously, he's across from Skip. If we had more time, I'd have to hit him, talk him about that. Skip. Okay. Let's take a break. <laughs> when we come back, the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons is Arthur Smith, and he will be joining us in advance of a big game against Carolina for the Falcons to kick off their season on Sunday. That's next. Your phone calls as well. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed 
Well, I mean, and that's why I'm wondering why you would go by the name of Matty Ice, Matt. <laughs> that's why I'm wa- I mean, that's a beer infused nickname and it, it doesn't fit anymore so. would you agree it doesn't fit anymore matt are you is the natural coming back or are we making a push for the natural here no i'm i'm, <laughs> I'm well i'm pointing out that certain nickname that you've had for a long time just just it, i like beer uh, i just okay, throw it right. out there i do like beer right so when it comes to it though you just you're not you're not slamming them back right is what you're uh, saying. No, I'm, I guess I'm, I'm drinking responsibly. Okay. Something that would be uh, a natural light of some sort, Matt? Are you, what are you drinking? <laughs> what are you drinking? It's been a long time. See? <laughs> you keep making my point. Why won't you take the natural from me, Matt? Why won't you, just, why won't you, just why won't you do it? I mean, how many times do I have to ask? How many times uh, do I have to ask? Uh, it's just nobody else wants it. Either. <laughs> <laughs> um... Are you aware I offered it to Stafford, your buddy? Is that right? Yes. He didn't take it either. Well, I mean, he... That's a no, Matt. um, Hold on a minute. (laughs) Excuse me. Hold on. I I gave him full disclosure that it was a retread and that you had rejected it. (laughs) Because I know you guys talk. I know you you guys are tight, right? He forgot to mention it to me the last time I saw him. I can't believe that wasn't top of mind for him. Okay, so just just uh, on behalf of all my loved ones who are cringing right now, just tell me to move on, Matt, and I'll move on. Just tell me to move on. Rich, you got to move on. You got to move on. I love you, but you got to move on. Thank you, Matt. Thank you so Thank much. You. <laughs> Even if I gave you a T-shirt or anything? <laughs> <laughs> all, right. all right, Matt, I can take a hint after nine years or so. I tried. Now he's on CBS. If they car on him as the natural, I'm going to get really pissed. You got to move on. You got to move on. Here on the Rich Eisen Show Radio Network, I'm sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger is the right product for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Head coach of the Atlanta Falcons, Arthur Smith, making his way off a of practice field and sitting down on camera for a Zoom. Initially scheduled for a phone call, but we're like, you know what? We've got Zooms now. And out of all the interviews that we've conducted in the first week of having Zooms, that must be on a Zoom. It's him. You know what I'm saying? See what I'm saying? You get what I'm saying. Are you picking up what I'm putting down? Yeah, I'm just worried that we should shave it for later. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jeez, my stupid. What's happening to you? I don't know who you are anymore. What? Dad shave it for later. I must ask him a question. Is that what you're saying? You mustache. Yeah. Okay. I thought you would like that. You love dad jokes. Terzo in Iowa. <laughs> All rise. Let's take his phone call. What's up, Terzo? How are you, sir? <laughs> that was such a bad joke, man. It's terrible. Corner. It's, terrible. Corner it's not even a corner. joke. I don't know what's going on. What's up, Terzo? How are you? Rich, uh, I'm doing well, man. Um, got a couple predictions here for you. You know, back in May, I think whenever I did my win-loss, I had the Niners losing to the Steelers. Hold on a second. It sounds like everybody's. Hold on a yep. second. Let me get uh, let me let me get it right here. I have it in front of me because I write things down. You had them losing to the Steelers and then winning their next four before losing at Cleveland, pal. Before winning yep. their next yep. four and then losing on Thanksgiving night at Seattle and then at the Eagles and then losing the final game at home against the Rams. Yep. And twelve and five, winning yep. everything else. That's what you had. Uh so I'm I'm at this point everybody's kind of now picking the Steelers to win that game. I'm going to just say I'm not going to sleep on my team, you know. 
But uh, but I think it's going to be the sneaky good game of the week. Terzo, Next, I am I willing. Here's Super Bowl prediction for you. This is what we're going to do here, Terzo, because you are the quintessential longtime listener and longtime caller. Okay, we are going to. I think I'm making this executive decision. Oh, that's okay. Uh, to allow Terzo, despite it's been about three weeks since he played this win loss game, to still have your finger on the chess piece. You want to change that to a win? You want to change it? No. Well, so no, Rich. At this point, I still believe we go twelve and five. So I'm going to leave. I'm going to leave it alone. And I don't like to go back on what I've already said. Uh, You're not here to I, talk I about the past. My... You're not here to talk about the past. I'm not here. Well, yeah. I'm only here to talk about the future, Rich. And I got my Super Bowl prediction for you. Okay, what do you got? Well, I just think it was a great omen. You had Richard Sherman on. Yeah. And also. Our boy Josh Allen. Yes. I might have been a year early last year whenever I made my Chris Berman pick, but yes. I still believe it's going to be the Niners' bills this year. Niners coming out on top. Okay. Who did you have Buffalo taking on, Chris? Buffalo, Philly. Philly. Okay. The two most insane fan bases. Oh. <laughs> That's right. Going to uh, Going Las, Las Vegas. Vegas. Yeah. Oh. Oh, my God. And in February, two cold That's places. I mean. Just go. Yeah. Go. Just go. Enjoy okay. yourselves for a week. I like it. Thanks, Teresa. Well, hey, and Rich, I, th- I think there's going to be one other funny thing that's going to happen this afternoon with you guys on the show. I think when Brockman sees Edelman come out, he's going to get lost in those eyes, mm. and he's going to get taken taken in, drinking the Kool-Aid, and he's going to have the Patriots going like 13-4 and four or something crazy. All right. Thank you for, I don't think so. That is, that is not happening, but I appreciate the call. I don't think you're not going you, you, to – I just want to say this. Just be careful when you play – thanks for the call, Teresa. Just be careful when you play the win-loss game later on. I'm going to give you guys a quick preview. There will be a one, a seven, and a zero in my prediction. Wow. Oh, and s- no, it's either ten and seven and or seventeen. That's I don't know. Or seven, you know. Uh, yeah, he's it's ten and seven. Or zero oh and seventeen. He definitely not zero oh and seventeen. Seventeen and zero, oh, man. It's not seventeen and zero, oh, and it's not zero oh and seventeen, <laughs> and it's not seven and ten. It's going to be ten and seven. That's his way of saying I feel I can I can feel it, can feel it. that there is a array of sunshine that Bill O'Brien has come back, and he's taking care of business in a, in a way that 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 Matt Patricia and his pencil and Joe Judge didn't last year, and that's going to be the difference, and that's ten and seven. Or they could be oh seven and one, and then it changes. It's not happens. that, TJ. You got to you got to focus. I don't know, man. You, you never focus. know what Chris. You don't know what he's going to say. Right. Could be undefeated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I just know it's not that. You're out of your mind. <laughs> I mean, they did it before. Did right. they know? Julian Edelman is making his way to the studio Julian. now. You might. Yeah, that's true. Has he signed our great Jews and sports book? I believe he did last time. I think. <laughs> did he? <laughs> We gotta t- we gotta check on that. I would imagine that. so. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure you can do that while I'm getting ready. Uh, is, is he checked in? All right, very good, fantastic. This was originally a phone call, but we had to make it a Zoom. I have to see this man. Uh, <laughs> I have to see him. We all do. I have to see him, yes! and there he is, Yay! the head coach yes! of the Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> That's a game face. Your yes! game face is on, yes! Coach. How are you, Arthur Smith? What's going on? You know, almost shame just to bother you. <laughs> you know what? No, Rich, I just, I'm going to leave it going. See how, how's, how it goes. So it's got, okay, so um, I understand there's lots to discuss football-wise, but I do have to just get straight into it. Walk, walk me through the stash. What, what do we got here? Where, where did this come from, Arthur Smith? What do we have here? Well, I mean, maybe, maybe it's a midlife crisis. You know, maybe, uh, 
man goes to a point where he needs to have a mustache. I don't know. Okay. But I'm assuming this has been uh, family approved? Family approved? Coach? Of course. <laughs> well, I mean, if it's handsome with it, Rich, you know, of course your wife's going to approve. Well, I mean, I don't know. It's, it, certainly if you're, you've kept it um, for as, as long as you had. You called it a lifestyle choice, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, it is. <laughs> and who's, who have you been compared to? Have any, any of your friends or anybody called you up and say well, you look like this guy, look like that guy at all? Different, you know, I mean, sometimes people have said like Tom Selleck, sometimes people like Sam Elliott, certain worlds, maybe. I don't know. Maybe the Roadhouse version of Sam Elliott. I don't know. <laughs> We, we we went with, uh, here on the program, since I'm sure you know we've been talking about it. If you haven't, we have. Um, uh, the uh, Taggart from uh, from Beverly Hills Cop. That's what we went with. What do you think? That's a good one. I like it. <laughs> it's got an 80s vibe to it, Rich. It does, it does have an 80s. It yeah. does. There it is. We've even come up with this <laughs> photograph of you, and we can send this to you if you'd like to show your kids, if they have seen if they can make the reference. What do you think, Coach? Okay. Okay. Very good. Uh, all right. Let's get. <laughs> okay. Let's just jump right. I feel like it's, I'm back in the shoes of trying to get Matt Ryan to agree to the match roll right here. All right. Let's just jump right into it, Coach. Uh, what is going through your mind two days before the playing season in 2023? We just finished, you know, our Friday practice, Rich, and it's it's always a long lead up to Week One. You know, there's obviously a lot of unknown, a lot of excitement, but very very confident in this group and. Um, so you just try not to overthink it, you know, try to get into routine. And then uh, we'll have our last walkthrough meetings tomorrow, tomorrow night, and then we'll kick off quick Sunday at 1. We're ready to roll. What have you learned about Bijan Robinson over the last several months now that you've had him in your family? Yeah, I think with Bijan, it makes him different. And I, I've said this, I got asked this the other day, and I meant this in all sincerity. Like, he's one of the most mature players I've ever dealt with with this much hype and expectation. I just, Rich, I, I do honestly believe like it, it's harder and harder now to deal with hype, you know, mm. every generation and whatever it is. And a lot of people now they live through their screen. That's probably not the best thing, but it is it's the way of the world right now. And it can, it can mess some people up as people will have a hard time handling expectations or guy, we can go on and on and on. But I, a guy that's had that much attention and that much hype, and in a place like Austin and in Texas, and we draft him in here, uh, it's pretty impressive on top of him being a really good football player. So he's handled all that stuff really well. And there's no question in your mind about the workload you can give him as a rookie running back at all, Coach? Be similar to CP. may make up another name. I mean, I don't know if I'm a joker. I don't know if you got another name. We can uh, church up the depth chart even more. Okay. Well, in terms of the Joker position, we could not help but notice the letter J on the Falcons' depth chart um, for Cordero Patterson. Um, is he's, he's, he's the first stringer uh, Joker position. Why did you do that? What's that about? Yeah, sometimes I'm bored with conventional wisdom. And it's not really <laughs> what he played, you know. I mean, you know, you try to stack them in a depth chart. I mean, the guys that we have up on game day to me are, are starters. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't have a fixed, hey, this is the 11, and are you getting the 12, and this is how it has to be in this pecking order. When we play in so many different personnel groups, and guys, you know, seriously, and they play in different spots for us. And, you know, and sometimes there are some guys that had some these starting streaks, and that's important. I mean, I think of, like, you know, the starting streak, like Jason Witten, guys that 
had a string of game, you know, in the first play, but some of the goes back, especially coaching tight ends. I, I remember this with a guy, Delaney Walker, who was a mm-hmm. hell of a player. And we had Delaney in Tennessee, and I got to work with him in a different role for seven years. I remember one time, Mike Malarkey, you know, he Mike was an old school NFL guy, and we were going to call a different personnel the first play, and he did. And it, it taught me a lot. He said, hey, make sure we talk to Delaney that he's not going to be in there. That important. When I was refreshing that guy like Delaney, and we started finding this, he was, I don't give a whatever. Yeah. Is you call whatever we need to, and all I care about is winning, you know. And so, so everybody's different; it doesn't make it better or worse. But it's just that's not our mentality. And we're going to play in a lot of different personnel groups. The guys are going to play different spots. And the weaponry is there, no question about it. Arthur Smith for the Atlanta Falcons prior to taking on Carolina uh, at home in Week Number One, right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Um, you mentioned how Bijan Robinson is ready for the moment in terms of his maturity for his age kind of feel the same way about your quarterback from outside in, and I'm wondering what uh, Desmond Ritter looks like to you prior to his first ever week one season start in the NFL, Coach. Well, he's a confident player, and he should be. It's not any, like, false bravado. He doesn't need uh, any hype guy. I mean, he's got a lot of confidence because he's got evidence of doing it. And, you know, he had a lot of starts in college. The guy's won wherever he's been. Um, even last year, you know, as he played late, Threw him in some tough situations and got better each week. And I, we we believe in Desmond. He wouldn't be out there. And I think the, the, the hard on never you go back to people looking through their screens. But I mean, you guys see it all the time. The, the hype machines about guys today are just ridiculous. Uh, it's so hard to play quarterback in this league, and there's not a perfect science to it. And sometimes it is the climate they're in. There's a lot of other factors. Whether a guy player goes on to have a lot of success, uh, but we feel really good about what we have going here, and we believe in Desmond. And uh, the quarterback that you're facing this weekend, how does one prep for uh, first overall pick who might not have been able to show anything in preseason? Did did you go back to any Alabama tape on Bryce Young? There's so much in week one. I mean, there's, I'm sure last night and there was between Detroit and Kansas City, they probably had some little wrinkles. And yeah, maybe there's a, maybe they play an educated guess of what you think you're going to get mm-hmm. from Mahomes or or Jared Goff, but Bryce Young, Bryce is a talented player. He's going to be playing his first start, played a lot in the preseason. I'm sure they'll have a couple of wrinkles, but in the day, you're going to get in situations that we understand that you know he's going to have to handle, and we're going to have to handle too when you get into some of the third down, obvious drop back, and I'm sure that's why they drafted And um And we just got to make sure we play clean. That's happened a lot down to week one. You don't want to have a lot of penalties, and you see it you know, all over the league, and careless with the ball. We need to play smart to get into this game. But there's going to be a lot of unknown on both sides. Did you watch last night's game with an eye towards week three? I know you week to week world, you know. You're, you know, you're, Yeah, you play them in week three, Detroit. We go up there, yeah. Yeah. So do so, you – sorry, go ahead. No, I mean, yeah, you're, you're watching it. And I'll obviously dive into it heavier, with, uh, you know, after the Green Bay game. we got to, you know, stay focused on Carolina. But sure, you're certainly watching it and seeing what's going on. Absolutely. What excites you about your team going into this year, Coach? Just throw it out there for me. Uh, Rich, I, I love the mindset of these guys. I mean, we got a team that uh, you're speaking of like an '80s mindset. I mean, these guys these guys work and practice hard, and, and you know, gives you a chance. Like especially when your your best players, the guys that we pay a lot of money to, they're your best workers. That that makes my job a lot easier. You know, the Grady Jarrett's, the Jake Matthews, the bringing Jesse Bates in there, David Anyamata. Um, so it gives us a chance. 
Chris, you know, Chris Lindstrom, when you, when you pay guys like that, they're your best workers and they're good players. Uh, you know, everyone's talking about culture. Those are the guys that are living it right there, and that makes my job easier. And I'll, th- I'll just throw the name Calais Campbell in the mix, too. I mean, you got him yeah. walking around. Calais, Bud Dupree. You know, uh, I mean, Calais, he's going to the 16th year. He's talking about an impressive person. <laughs> yeah, I know, right. So, I mean, he's only, you know, hopefully we can get his 100 sack, too. Mm-hmm. Somebody told me that stat yesterday. Next sack, the next sack will be his 100. That's he's right. Cool that, is, that is pretty cool. Yeah, and speaking of an 80s uh, mindset, I guess you're potentially set to put the banana in the NFC South tailpipe, right, Coach? What do you think? Richard trying to get me canceled. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a line from Beverly Hills Cop. That's what happened. You know, that's the, I mean, you never know today. I mean, Rich, I'm not – I mean, you're, you're syndicated, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not syndicated, Rich. I, I got to be careful. We're corporate. No, we're, we're just as corporate. I'm an NFL corporate guy too. You know what I mean? So, all right. well, I, you understand why I needed to see you, right? Instead of have you on the phone, I had it to actually see you. Well, I know that's why I almost shaved just to be. Uh, oh, wow! But out of respect to you, I didn't want you. Hey, the best thing you did lately, and yeah. I got to tell Taylor and Will this. Sure. You talk about a power move. You made Taylor and Will come to you, right? You know what? Uh, he was in town. Power move. Get on the damn bus, but you'll make him come to you. Well, no, I'm a man of principle, just like you. You know, I've said that I will not get on that bus until there's a motor on it, and I'm trying to be a man of my word. And they were in town, and I'm like, "How'd you like to come here?" And they said, "Sure." So I didn't, I didn't twist oh, an arm. That, that's a that, you, you tried to big time. That's a power move. <laughs> you know what? Um, I'll take it. Yes, I appreciate you noticing that. Uh, and he also said, Compton said that you wanted to give him his year 10, that that actually almost happened, right? He came and worked out. And, you know, it was a lot better than I thought. I was anticipating being out of shape, and uh, he looked ready to go. Okay. But, uh, you know, there were some things he had to work out with his contracts, unfortunate, but he, he almost got year 10. That was real. Right, and um, now, you know, he's five years from Canton. I think I saw that one uh, recently as well. He says he's five. for guys like him. <laughs> Coach, thanks again. Greatly appreciate it. Have a great week, one. Look for more of my calls. And uh, I fear the stash. I think the rest of the league will as well. So good luck on that. I appreciate it, Rich. You got it. That's Arthur Smith, everybody. Head coach (laughs) of the Atlanta Falcons right here on the Rich Eisen Show. He almost shaved. <laughs> Awful. I wouldn't have been able to. I would have. I would have. That's you'd have been like, can you put Coach Smith on the Zoom, please? It was this person. But, you know, he, did, he said, I, I almost shaved just to mess with you. you I know. know, but he's not going to do that. You can't switch up like now. He's, he's on the list Dude. now of powerful stashes. I, Sell it. I <laughs> have said the Falcons Sell win it. this division, pal. I've said it. Yeah, me too. I'm in. I'm with you, buddy. I said it on national television. I was the only one. The uh, uh, Mooch and Irv, I mean, Mooch and, you know, hopefully, knocking on wood, Mooch and uh, Kurt said uh, on Tuesday night. Um, Saints. Saints. Yeah. The schedule is in the Saints' favor, but we'll see. Well, I'm telling you, and by the way, I did Lone Wolf uh, the Lions on that show, um, (laughs) so I'm feeling good about that. Uh, The Falcons have their first two at home at Detroit and then Jacksonville in uh, London. Before two more at home. They play four of their first six at home. They got to win all those. At Tampa and then the Arthur Smith Bowl in Tennessee. Home for Minnesota at Arizona and by, I think, and they don't play the Saints until after their bye. That's a schedule they could go and make some hay on. I think they're Calais Campbell's walking through that yeah, locker buddy. room. 
They got a lot of talent on that team. Yes, they do. It could be a sneaky, fun offense. And you know who's scoring in London. Because that's the yeah, only place he scores. He does not score in America. He does not score. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I was assuming you were going to say Drake. <laughs> no. Yeah. Love the Drake. Love the Drake. Okay, let's take a Drake. break here on the Rich Eisen Show. When we return, I have got games for you to take a look at that maybe you're not taking a look at because we're just paying attention to last night or as TJ Jefferson calls the varsity because it's Dallas or Monday night which I'm excited about. That's next. And your phone calls. This is the Rich Eisen Show after the stash just appeared (laughs) in real live time. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. This guy over there, Brockman, with his Red Sox cap over there. Do you have the David Price sound that where he was bitching about David Price after the Yankees beat him up in, what was that, game two? Play it. Go for it for Bill Burr. I want him to quit. I want him to retire on the spot. <laughs> yeah, he's not going to do I that. didn't go that That's hard. what I want. <laughs> he was terrible. Part of you, so furious at David Price. I'm so furious. But you were, you were kind of feeling good, though. Like, you're getting it off your chest. Like, you couldn't It was been, therapeutic, see but what like. See what I'm saying? That's what, what's with, is there something about Name another sports fan that, that sees that guy. I don't know. Just like, I, I'm, I, maybe I'm just a much more sunny disposition type guy. Were you screaming oh, at Harbaugh? This is about him. This is about how great he is. Oh, I, now I see where this is going. I was confused. No. You know, Rich, I, I, no. I, okay, you spoon fed it to me. I want to tell you something, Rich. Out yeah, of all no. the sports shows I go on, I think yeah. you are the, the nicest, most <laughs> even keeled, pleasant, respectful to other fan base. No, I just think it goes back to like the tea party you know it goes all the way back to like you, you, like you don't feel represented you feel like you're taxed you feel like it's a tax you feel sports it? do you fan. feel the jealousy you, 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 you haven't been represented in the sports it's universe it's always no. great, it's like it's always great when, I, when I have another teammate come into studio because I'm teamed up against two on one with the New York don't you hate anytime like there's a big Boston uh, game what they show they always show like lighthouses lobster fishermen and paul revere like oh yeah that's massachusetts i didn't see i never saw any of that you know who goes to a tourist attraction in your own city exactly you only do it when relatives come to town oh, like, do you want to go, go to this? the uss constitution oh do you here's where cheers is stand in line down there well, have a great time i'm gonna go to a dive bar where do you want to go next? You want to go to Cheers? Yeah. <laughs> just to let you know, it doesn't look like that when you go inside. So just take a picture outside. I miss Bill Burr. We got to get him back, man. Yeah, that's necessary. I miss uh, him so good. on our YouTube page. 
Stream the NFL on Westwood One for free, folks. Sponsored by AutoZone. All season long, you can listen to every Westwood One broadcast of the NFL live on the NFL app by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports or on your Westwood One affiliate station's digital platforms. Kevin Harlan and Kurt Warner with the call. I'm in studio all season long for free. And you can get in the zone with AutoZone. The free AutoZone Fix Finder service can help you find a fix for free. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone. AutoZone. I was listening to you uh, when I went to go pick up Cage yesterday. Yeah. Well, I'll sneak well, up on you. You turn well, on the radio. Well, go, oh, like, oh, oh hey. I know. It's, just like, well, it's, hey, it's amazing. Pre-game action. People who know me, <laughs> my mother, friends who I've known forever, you. Yeah. When I show up in places you don't expect, it's like, hey. It was like, just like, it was like okay. quarter of five. I mean, his school is close yeah. by where we live. And I was like, let me see if there's some pregame. Hey, that's hey, <laughs> were, you, were you talking oh. to Ian last night? Um, no. Oh, well, who, did, who analyst did you Scott have? Han- Scott Hansen. Oh, it was Hansen. Scotty Hansen. Coming, talking on like, four and eight boxes. Zone. Yeah. Man, he was so pumped. He was indeed. I was nervous driving. I was like, Whoa. Oh, my gosh. All right, let me hit the Wayback Machine for you here. To the year 2000. Why? The year 2000. Here's why. It was in that year that the old riverfront was finally in the rearview mirror in the great city of Cincinnati. They opened up a brand new stadium in Cincinnati for the Bengals called Paul Brown Stadium. Mm. And the arrow and everybody's naming their stadium after a sponsor or something. They're like, no, 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 no. We are naming it after the founder of the Bengals, the father of Mike Brown, the current owner of the Bengals. It's called Paul Brown Stadium. And we are not changing that name Everybody else is making deals. We're not making deals. Nope. As a matter of fact, we hold on to our money for dear life. <laughs> no if you took a poll of any owner in the National Football League who was holding on to cash in a Velcro wallet, <laughs> it would have to be Mike Brown. Absolutely. Any time money would be spent, you'd hear this, this rip. <laughs> Velcro. They held on to their coach, Marvin Lewis. Forever. Forever. Great coach, good guy, but just couldn't win playoff games. Normally, that would just send someone packing around Cincinnati because that would be dead money. They don't want to be that spending money. Yeah, that's dead money. There's money. To to be spent? No, it's to be kept. (laughs) Hold on. They would spend money here. Dear life. That's how I feel. And then all of a sudden, a couple years ago, Paul Brown's name removed. Uh Uh-oh. What? On, on the stadium, Paycor Stadium. Oh, Paycor Stadium, named after, I believe, a Cincinnati-based company called Paycor HCM, a provider of human capital management software in the United States, something that sounds like George Costanza's working for. <laughs> Import-export. Karuger. Why is it called Paycor Stadium out of the blue? Ah, because... Joe Burrow had been drafted, and they knew already he's pretty damn good and special. And they kind of, despite their old world mentality, kind of were plugged in to the rest of everything to notice the little thing called the market for quarterbacks. And thus, Paycor Stadium did indeed bring in some revenue. It's not game-changing revenue when you got to pay People in the National Football League, what they are paid. 
I believe, the Paycor deal. Um, $8 to $12 million annually with the deal that the Bengals made with Hamilton County, Ohio. They get to keep the first $60.5 million of said deal. Lo and behold, Paycor Stadium last night officially did become Pay Joe Stadium. <laughs> Joe Burrow, five years, $275 million. And the sound you heard last night before kickoff was the sound of cash registers and Velcro being ripped open in the city of Ohio called Cincinnati. I told y'all this was going to happen. It was going to happen before the season, and it has happened. Burrow showing up on Sunday with a presumable, presumably healthy calf. And if it's not healthy, it's because it's the weight of all that money <laughs> in his pockets now. Cash, Cash is heavy, right? He Tell will it, be it, playing it really with heavy pockets, and this is the truth. This is the truth. He needs to look around the locker room. And I'm sure this was done in a way, cap-friendly, this, that, however. I don't know. But you look around the locker room, T. Higgins is going to want to get paid. Everyone else in there is going to want to get paid. Jamar Chase is going to get paid at some point. He's got to look around that locker room and say to himself, is this the year? And that would be what we in the business call pressure placed on the shoulders of a quarterback who has been paid needing to live up to that salary, especially knowing that the team in front of him might not be able to be kept together because of this contract. And I'm sure there's fine print that there should be able to keep most of them, but probably not all. And Burrow knows that. And that is extreme pressure and would tear apart any quarterback That feels pressure, but good for the Bengals. And good news for Cincinnati is if there's any human being that feels no pressure, it's Joe Burrow. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Same face, same face, same attitude, same <laughs> dude. The window is open when he shows up for work. And of all places for him to show up first, it's Cleveland, Ohio, baby. Oh, baby. Which leads me to my top five. Now that we are in week one, the top five most intriguing contests of week one, and I'm not talking at all about the Sunday and Monday night games. And look at our new graphic. Thanks to Smitch. (laughs) Very national lampoon. Oh, that is really good. I've got five bags and Wally's world is open. I need music, please. You just made the list. Number five on the list of the most intriguing matchups of the rest of week one is Bengals at Browns. Joe has been paid and the team that loves to torment him the most and has been able to do it. One in four lifetime against the Browns. We'll be welcoming in Joe Burrow and the Bengals where so many people are picking them for the Super Bowl and who will be testing Joe Burrow's Rehabilitated calf, none other than Miles Garrett. Deshaun Watson getting the start for Cleveland in the dog pound. That is a great division game for week number one. That's number five on my list. Number four on my list will be the first time that Tom Brady returns to New England as a retired 
hosannaed player, honored and red carpeted, and he's Tommy coming home as a retired player to be feted and honored before the game and at halftime on the field in front of everybody. Tom's willing to be paraded around in New England as Tommy Pat win. And who's in but the defending NFC champion Philadelphia Eagles, baby. Jalen Hurts versus Mac Jones. How is Bill O'Brien to retooled things? How are the Eagles going to look? And Tom Brady's in the house. Probably sitting next to Bob Kraft. Who else would be there? John Bon Jovi. Oh, oh for Who sure. else we got? John Who else bon we got? Jovi. Who else we got? Ooh, great oh, question. David uh, Affleck. I don't know. Ben, oh, Ben Affleck. Oh, you think Matt they're Damon? all there? I don't know. Yeah, they're all there. Oh, Mark, Mark Wahlberg's definitely Mark Wahlberg. Be well, he'll leave at halftime. Oh, boy. Um, sure. That's number four on the list. Number three on the list, it is time for Jordan Love to take the field as yes. the starting quarterback of the Green Bay Packers, yes. and he is in Chicago. Packers, Bears, Justin Fields, the Bears kept him, and using the draft capital that they used to keep him and flip the number one overall pick to Carolina, they got him, DJ Moore. And the rest of the Bears fan base that feels really good about things right now, it's the Green Bay Packers with Matt LaFleur running his offense as he sees fit for the first time. Rodgers and him don't have to collaborate anymore. It's Jordan Love, and he's in Chicago. Can he show that ownership papers of the Bears have just been transferred from one quarterback to the other? That's number three on the list. Number two on the list is just up. The road from us here on the Rich Eisen Show studio in El Segundo. We're right across the street from LAX and down the road from SoFi Stadium. The Dolphins at the Chargers in the afternoon on Sunday. Late window on CBS. (laughs) Tua, the fourth overall pick of the 2020 draft against Justin Herbert. The kid picked after him. Herbert has been pizzayed. Tua's only just got that mere fifth-year option picked up. Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddell, the Miami Dolphins. Everybody's looking towards Monday night as the battle for the AFC East, amongst other reasons to tune in for Bills Jets. How about the Dolphins coming in here and track meeting the Chargers to an 0-1-1 start? But the Chargers have got a ton of players all over the map. Justin Herbert with a new offensive coordinator and Kellen Moore. Wow, am I looking forward to that game. Vic Fangio, the new coordinator of the defense in Miami. That's number two on the list. But the most intriguing matchup for me to remain in week number one, outside of the Sunday and Monday games, 49ers at Steelers, baby. I think the Steelers are ready to roll. The 49ers with Brock Purdy, he is going to start. Let's go. Kenny Pickett with the hamburger helper gloves and George Pickens and the rest of that team. Patrick Peterson's already said they're going to pick off Brock Purdy at least once. And Purdy's like, we'll see. Brock Purdy's talking smack back to the Steelers. Tomlin, Shanahan, let's go. And it's an early window game right off the bat. 49ers and Steelers, the most intriguing matchup remaining for week number one in my mind. You think we need one more? All right, I'll give you one. All right, we'll get one more. Raiders at Broncos, baby. Oh, hey. buckle up. Josh McDaniels back in the spot where he used to coach and got uh, run out on a rail. They run defeated one. And he's coming back with Jimmy G. 
and Josh Jacobs. And Russell Wilson's got Sean Payton telling him to stop kissing babies because <laughs> you're not running for office. <laughs> and what do the Broncos look like? And Sean Payton's return to the sideline, and it's the Raiders. It's a division game. Max Crosby's coming to wreck the day for Russell Wilson. Devontae Adams and the Raiders and the Broncos, an AFC West division game to start things off. And those are my top Five plus one most intriguing matchups left in week number one, baby. Let's go. The juice like is flowing. Let's go, baby. We made it. We did, didn't we? We made it. Seven long months, man. We made it. Tons of Ready phone to calls. Go. We're going to unload the phone banks. What's more likely? Also, still to come, Julian Edelman in studio for crying out loud. Can't wait for hour number three. Good thing is it's just a couple minutes away. That's right here on this Rich Eisen Show, Terrestrial Radio Station, Sirius XM, Odyssey, and more. We're still here on the Roku channel, though. I could have, I almost went Washington and Arizona. Almost got, went Nothing there. about that is intriguing. That's untrue. Sam Howell, let's see what he looks like. Everybody thinks the commanders are also ran in that division. Wait. Terry McLaurin's apparently looking okay. We'll uh, see. No injury designation. Right. He's Jahan good to go. Dotson. Had a great uh, camp. Brian Robinson Jr. And then we're assuming it's Josh Dobbs for the team that either is to, we we have to have them declare two things. The injury report half hour before the game and then a full report as to who took the bus or drove themselves. Here's what I was told, <laughs> by the way. Oh, do we have an answer for this? Uh, here's what I was told. Because uh, we I showed this to, uh, I'll say, to uh, Mike Robb okay. and Andrew Whitworth at NFL Network. The and, other day. Yep. Mike Robb seems to think that it's legit. He was just asking the group, because when you're in training camp or whatever, you are wondering who drove themselves and who took the bus. Like, just for <laughs> for actual transportational oh. requests. Mike, he thinks it's, you, you, they, they do want to know that. Just to see, you know, if do you need more people? Do you need to add another bus who drove themselves? And they just edited that in oh, there. He didn't do that as any inspirational purposes. It just oh, it looked like just... that. So why was it edited that way? I don't way? know. That was his guess. That's so weird. That it is a legit question by the team to the players, like who drove themselves and who who needs the bus. Whoa. Yeah, it's crazy, man. <laughs> Football's back, baby. 